Hey everybody, this is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and we are in our second week of February, and I am all excited about this month of love. And last week we talked about accountability and the fact that, you know, holding somebody accountable is actually a big, giant, you know, wonderful hug of love. So this week I'm going to add to your Vibrant Life and Leadership Toolbox, and I'm going to put this whole idea of asking powerful questions into your life and into your toolbox. I learned about powerful questions when I went through my coach training about seven years ago, and this idea of slowing down to ask a really good question instead of giving your opinion or judging what people are saying right out of the gate is some seriously good humanity, right? And if you can stop yourself from, you know, living in the world of first impressions and living in the world of being opinionated and you can open yourself up to other people and try to get some understanding this is a beautiful, beautiful thing in your life and will create a lot more love and create really, really rich relationships. You know, Stephen Covey used to say that uh, one of his seven habits was, you know, seek first to understand, you know, before you give your opinion. I mean, he, he had the same idea. But it's like that's a nice thing to say, but gosh, how do we do that? And, and the way that we seek to understand is by asking a great question. Now, Albert Einstein stated this. So listen to this. This is really good. He said, if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. Oh, my gosh, I love that because, see, here's the thing. It's almost like if you put together a really, really great question, you're getting things framed in your mind. You're trying to get to the bottom of something, and you're really taking a look at, you know, how do I want to move forward, right? And that, and that really applies to people. So if you're working with somebody, whether it's on your team at work or it's on a committee at church or it is somebody even in your own household, the way that you frame your question is going to help you see inside their mind, see inside their heart, and dare I say it, see inside their soul. And so you really, really, really want to be a genius like Albert. You know, he knew that the key to solving our problems and the world's problems are not found in our very limited opinions and our current state of mind. And instead, it is rather in the unlimited power of our curiosity. It's like when we can let our ego, you know, kind of like subside and be quiet and just open up our mind to some really, really positive um, you know, conversation and dialogue with other human beings, we can pull out the genius in everyone. And asking powerful questions is the most important tool you can put in your toolbox. I mean, I have found for the last seven years, if I will just slow down and ask a lot of questions, buddy, when I'm done with the different people I interact with, the different situations I'm in, I am edified, built up, and full of brand new, fresh information that serves me in a powerful way. So let me tell you a little bit more about powerful questions. Powerful questions empower us to uncover data. They empower us to look at things from a different perspective, and they give us fresh ideas. 
When you ask a powerful question, you create an environment around you where growth takes place. You know, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I was, you know, in my soccer mom days for about eight years, I was a serious soccer mom. I was actually a football, basketball, baseball mom. But anyway, I had all sorts of children around me all the time. And one of my favorite times of the year, for about eight years straight, our family had this thing called Water Week, where we would go out on the water for seven days straight, and all the cousins and the friends and everybody would, like, gather up between my house and my sister-in-law Janet's house, and we just really floated and stayed, you know, pruney uh, all week long and enjoyed Lake Norman. Now, oftentimes, mid-afternoon, I would find myself floating around on a boat with, you know, a gaggle of girls or a gaggle of boys, and I would have these guys kind of held captive by the boat out in the middle of the water, and they would just be kind of like chilling because they've been playing hard all day. And when they were teenagers, I would stop and I would just kind of start asking them questions, you know, about like what they believed, what they thought, what they wanted for the future. And I will tell you, when I was out there one day uh, with Emily, Mary Beth, Amanda, Katie, and Jenna, I can remember distinctly asking the older girls about their future. And it's almost like they, they were released, right? Because somebody asked them questions and did not tell them what they ought to do with their life. And I'm telling you, we we know, we have this deep knowing inside of us, and if somebody will just ask us a powerful question, it will release our inner genius, and it will edify us, make us feel good, make us go up the feeling scale, and, and make us more powerful in the world so that we believe in ourselves. The thing about powerful questions is it actually also builds self-esteem, and it encourages diverse thinking, and it honors everybody's contribution, and it helps you suspend judgment And finally, if you ask powerful questions, everybody around you who gets to answer and share what's on the inside of them, they start to shine. And as you know, that is my favorite thing. And so I cannot tell you how much I love powerful questions. So here's what I want you to do first and foremost. I want you to just stop and think about the conversations that you have on a daily basis. Now, because I'm so sensitive to this idea of asking a question instead of just giving your opinion, I I, I cannot tell you how grieved I am by normal conversation. Because if you go out into the world and you say something, you make a statement, uh, instead of somebody trying to understand where your statement came from, the deeper meaning behind your statement, people are so quick to comment, give your opinion, be sarcastic, and, you know, just totally derail the fact that you thought you might have a little genius to share. So the question for you is this. Are you that opinionated person? Do you listen to others by sizing up their words, and are you quick to jump in, and are you zealous to tell them how they should be solving their problem or fixing their life? You know, there are a lot of people out there like that. And elementally, if you've ever heard me talk about the four elements, you know, you are probably a wind or a fire, so I am the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, I can remember... Uh, very much so in uh, my life before I was introduced to coaching and introduced to the elements and all of these concepts of slowing down, my wind was so quick to give an opinion, so quick to judge, to size things up, to take action before I really got the information I needed to move forward. And I am telling you 
that this is so important. So that that's who I am, right? So I am still working on that person that's inside of me, that opinionated person. So if you're resonating with that, hello. Okay, now the second type of person is going to be elementally somebody who is more like a water or an earth, and their style is a little bit different. Now, they are better listeners than winds and fires, uh, but they don't give their opinion, but it's just as dangerous. Uh, They silently have a different perspective. They don't speak up, and they allow the person that they're listening to to stay stuck in their problem. And that is very dangerous as well. You know, the thing about life is is that everybody that you meet today, everybody that you'll have an encounter with has a different education, whether it's formal or it's informal. They all have a series of different experiences. They have heard things. They have synthesized things. And they have a lot to contribute. And if you do not open up yourself and encourage them you have a dialogue with you where powerful questions are going on, everybody stays stuck. So, you know, like the reason we don't have world peace, right, (laughs) because we do not ask each other questions. We do not try to first understand and then be understood. So either way, you are not operating as a really vibrant person. If you're the opinionated person, you're not being vibrant. If you're the one that has an opinion but refuses to offer it because it's a little condescending, actually. It's like uh, you're not worth my opinion, so I'm not going to tell you. You know, either way, you're not operating in a a really high vibrancy. So remember that an individual whose thoughts, actions, reactions, and understanding are operating at a higher level, they're putting out a higher vibe, right? And that's this vibrancy that, you know, my company is named after, is that we all want to be operating at this higher vibrancy. So I I want to really encourage you to interpret what people are saying, explore what people are saying in your life, and discover something new today, but do it through asking a powerful question. And so don't miss this, that you can help Every human that you're going to meet today, solve their problem, and you can do it through asking a powerful question. So I'm going to give you the five rules for asking uh, powerful questions. Now, the first rule is is that it is only a powerful question if the question emanates from the heart of curiosity. And, I, you know, when I went through my coach training, there was a guy named Dave Cowan who was the master coach. He was amazing. And he used to say, If you get stuck coaching somebody, you have to turn to wonder. And what he meant by that is sometimes you're listening to somebody and they are talking about their life and you feel like you know what they need to do. And and it might be valid. I mean, you might have a really good idea for them, but before you just give them the idea, you want to turn to wonder. And the reason being is because if you turn to wonder and you ask them a question, it may be that the very idea that you harbor is also inside of them. And don't miss this. The power of them coming up with the idea themselves is inextricably huge, enormously bigger than if you just told them it, okay? Don't, I mean, this is so huge. So if people come to their own answers, it's really, really, really powerful. So wonder is a state of being that is open-minded, pioneering, and eager to explore what is possible, all right? So turning to wonder. And so when you are asking a powerful question, you can say something like, I wonder what makes this person say this. 
right? And then when you get in a state of wonder, you can ask a powerful question. All right, number two, you need to use five keywords that you learned in grade school to explore, you know, the issue or the problem or the situation that you're dealing with with this other person. So five very powerful beginning words are who, what, when, where, why. Or excuse me, who, what, when, where, how, not why. Strike that, strike that, that is no good. Let's talk about why real quick since it rolled right out of my mouth. Why is a terrible, terrible beginning to a powerful question. And let me tell you why. (laughs) It is terrible because when you say to somebody, why are you doing that, you're going to put them on the defensive right out of the gate. And so why is awful. Now, the only way that you could use why is if you set up you know, the situation with the person that you're speaking with, that you're having dialogue or conversation with, you say, I'd like to ask you a repeating question, and that repeating question might be, I want to ask you what your why is, okay? So you see see how that's framed a little bit differently? So you might say to them, you know, okay, so what is your why behind this project? And then the person answers then you wait and you say, what is your why behind this project? And the person goes a little bit deeper. And you can actually ask the why question five times. In fact, if you Google uh, why five times, you will see that there is a bunch of stuff written about why five times. So that is the only time you get to use why. But other than that, you can use the other five that you learned in grade school. So, for example, if I am talking to somebody and we've got a problem, we've got an issue, we've got a strategic plan we're trying to work out, what we can do is we can say, who can help you? What is really going on? When did key events take place in the past, and when should things unfold in the future? Where do you see this problem, situation, opportunity headed? And how could you move forward despite obstacles? Okay, so wow, if somebody was talking to you, they were sharing with you about their life, and you asked them all of those powerful questions, they would walk away from the conversation with you, first of all, feeling listened to, feeling loved, because somebody slowed down to help them see what's going on, and they would probably be a more powerful, vibrant force in the world for good. Because this person, instead of staying stuck in their problem and being a downer and sad, mad, and unglad, is going to be up the feeling scale, full of hope, and looking for solutions, probably energized and somewhat enthusiastic. So questions are so powerful. Number three, make sure your question is open-ended. So if you've never had sales training before, you're probably like, what's open-ended? But open-ended means that the question cannot be answered with a yes or a no. The most powerful questions are inquiries. They are actually not a question, but one that elicits thinking by asking for more information. So I love inquiries because they're like directive, and they are, you know, requesting or asking for information, but it's not really a question that asks. It's a question that directs. So, for example, an inquiry would be, tell me about your problem. So now you're, tell, you're being directed. Tell me about it. Get, you know, explain it. Get, get some words strung together here. Be articulate. Tell us what's going on with you. And then what you can do is you can do what we call in coaching, following the energy. And so if somebody starts telling you about their problem, boom, you go back to number one, and you uh, are curious. You turn to a state of wonder, and you say, I'm wondering 
how did you get in this situation? What is really going on? Who can help you? When did key events take place? Boom, we're right back at number two. So we're going through our, our who, what, when, where, how scenario. All right, now the fourth step in asking powerful questions is avoiding assumptions and placing blame. A lot of times when we are helping people and we're listening to them and when we're trying to love them by holding them, listening to them, we will try to help people feel better and actually enable them to place blame on other people. So instead of looking for someone to point a finger at, you need to save your energy and go after a solution. And there is a big difference in these two questions. So, you know, I was telling you to use who, what, when, where, how, but you would not want to ask this question, who is at fault? Instead, you want to just let that go because, hello, that's in the past. There's nothing we can do about the past. And we want to move to the future, so we want to say, what can be done to move the situation forward? That is where the mojo is, okay? So avoid assumptions and placing blame. Now, number five is go big and go small with your questions. So really, really important uh, work in coaching and in helping people and in loving people is helping them to gain bigger and fresher perspective. So we want to change the scope of our questions and give individuals a chance to visit these different perspectives. So, for example, uh, we're basing this on, like, the problem idea from our Albert Einstein quote. So he, the question is, you know, if I had uh, a lot of time, and I was trying to solve a problem, I would really formulate a great question. Well, here are three about a problem. The first one is, how is the problem affecting you? And that is a very small scope. So that is just like, how is it affecting me? I answer for me. How is the problem affecting your team or family? So that is much bigger. So depending on the size of your team, you might have 10 people on your team or 30 or 300. So you've got to kind of look at, the bigger perspective. And then finally, how is this problem affecting your community and maybe even we say the world? So it is so, so important to go big and small with your questions so people can see all sides of it and see that it's true ripple effect of whatever you're dealing with. So here's the deal. With these five rules for asking powerful questions uh, in your toolbox, you're going to be seriously poised um, to help the people around you grow and discover solutions for themselves and gain confidence and, dare I say it, show them some serious, serious love. You know, many people are cynical and without hope and very sarcastic about the future. I mean, I'm so sensitized to that now, it is insane. But if you want to be a vibrant individual and you have this little seed inside of you that really wants to believe into the idea that all things are possible, Powerful questions are a tool that can help you explore that. You know, what is possible? And simply ask yourself that very, that very powerful question. You know, if I start being one who moves in the world asking powerful questions, what is possible for me? And what is possible for the people around me? So you listening to this right now, imagine just like Albert that you have answers uh, to these powerful questions. It'll illuminate your genius. So that's the question I want you guys to live into uh, for the for the rest of 2016. I mean, what is possible for you? Uh, you know, get that written down. And then here's the, your second step. After you figure out the answer to that question, what is possible for you, you need to figure out how to turn what is possible into the probable. 
And to do that, you know, you need a strategic plan. Perhaps you need, hello, a vibrant coach to help you do that. And I totally, totally want to encourage you to sign up for a free 30-minute mini session. I have the most amazing coaches working with me now, and all three of them are offering free mini sessions. And if you want to work with a Vibrant Coach, I want to encourage you to reach out to me at info at the Vibrant Coach. Set up a free 30-minute coaching session where we'll explore that powerful question, what is possible for you? Our coaches for 30 minutes will... Uh, ask you powerful questions, follow your energy, and after you have that experience, you might just find yourself signing up with a Vibrant Coach to continue to explore that question and get that strategic plan in place. So you've got nothing to lose. This is our February Valentine's gift to you is a free 30-minute mini session. Uh, You could do it with Martha Allen, who is the queen of reinventing yourself. She just did it herself. She understands that. So if that resonates with you and you want to develop resilience and figure out, like, what the new phase of your life is going to be like, you need to work with my girl, Martha Allen. Or perhaps you want to work with a really smart cookie named uh, Roxanne Beza, and she is amazing. She has her MBA. She understands business. She uh, works with people who want to get their head in the game around their thinking with regard to their confidence. And she's got a little personal thing where she really wants to help girls and guys get their eating in control. And she's not going to talk to you about a food list or nutrition, although she can. She wants to talk to you about how you think about food. So maybe that's you. Maybe what is possible for you is that you could lose the weight you want to lose if you had your thinking all straightened out, right? So she can ask powerful questions about that. And then I have Miss Lisa Foley. Miss Lisa Foley is amazing. She has um, just overcome so many obstacles in her life. And she has on her what she calls a love mark, meaning that, you know, even though you may be going through lots of challenges in your life, that um, there is something bigger and greater and more powerful uh, that will continue to touch you and love you and mark you with love. And so if you have obstacles and you have um, things that you need to overcome in your life, Lisa can put strategy systems and smarts in your life to help you overcome those. And, hey, let's just for a moment, too, that maybe you are an entrepreneur and you want to know what's possible for your company, you might want to work with Lisa Barnett, my internet and marketing coach who is amazing at social media, putting websites together, and you want to go that route. So it's less about kind of a life and leadership coaching, but you want to do some business coaching, you could work with Lisa Barnett as well. So I have got so many resources for you over at www.vibrantcoaching.com. I want to encourage you to listen to all of our blog talk radio shows, chock full of content. All four of us, uh, you know, or five of us women are, you know, creating content on the blog, and we have a lot to offer. So, hey, check us out. And finally, 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 don't miss this, March 18th, it's a Friday, it's going to be the Shine Retreat, and at a Shine Retreat, we work through the Shine Coaching Methodology, S-H-I-N-E, and that methodology uh, helps you see, you know, what's going on in your life. So we do self-assessment, which is the S, H, habit work, I, integrity work, N, next right step work, and E, energy work 
in a day, in a pulled away place, away from your telephone, away from your computer, where you're going to sit still and you're going to look at your life, look at your business, look at your future, and kind of think, okay, what are my next right steps? So you definitely need to come to the Shine Retreat. The registration is open. You'll find the registration uh, block right on the front page of Vibrant Coaching. All right, so here's your assignment. I want you to love people hard and well this month in the month of February. Go back, listen to the accountability blog talk from last week. Put that in your toolbox. Listen to this again, powerful questions. Really, really, really take some great steps towards loving other people by opening them up, asking them a powerful question. This is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach. I have loved being with you. I hope you have a vibrant day.